I'd like to talk to you about, uh, we could call it crying out in a crisis or praying under pressure. It's from Daniel chapter 2. The last time I was with you, we were in the book of Nehemiah. So uh, we're continuing along a logical theme, but we're actually going backward chronologically to the source, really, of the issues at hand in the book of Nehemiah and to the prayer that Nehemiah specifically, the prayers that he specifically prayed. I'm, I think we're informed by the book of Daniel and the prophet Daniel. And we're going to jump in to the, to the early part of his story today. Obviously, don't have time to go through all the background. I do have a series of messages covering the whole book of Daniel, also on my sermon audio page, if you're interested. But in Daniel chapter 2, we'll just have to pick up and go quickly to get to our point here over the next few minutes. And if you're following with me, you can look at Daniel chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. It was in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign that Nebuchadnezzar had dreams and his spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him. Now, maybe that describes you this very day. I actually had kind of a very odd, seemingly long dream last night myself. I don't think that I was receiving any supernatural revelation from God uh, because I don't believe that is happening in our day. But we do know that God uh, can work even while we're sleeping, don't we? And sometimes he, he works by not allowing us to sleep. I had a teacher who said once that whenever he couldn't sleep, he took that as uh, significant that God wanted him to just spend that time in prayer. Well, Nebuchadnezzar was unable to sleep, and I'm sure most of you know this story. And so we'll go through it uh, quickly again to get to our purpose here in the passage down through verse 24. But he called the magicians, the astrologers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans, asking them to tell the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king. Now, of course, Daniel and his three friends were the greatest students in the program, you remember, learning from these very men. They would be, they would be categorized simply as the wise men, Daniel 2, verse 13, and uh, of course, I'm sure everyone here has heard of the wise men at Christmas time. And this would be an entirely separate study, but I believe Daniel once and forever put his stamp on this tradition of the wise men in Babylon. And we see evidence 500 years later at the birth of Christ relating to. Uh, uh, how Daniel influenced this group, which was committed to not only science, but false religion, not only astronomy. And of course, we're all fascinated right now with the pictures coming in from outer space, aren't we? But not only astronomy, but astrology and, and pseudoscience and false religion and occultism. Daniel and his friends took the training they received in all of that and funneled it through their biblical grid and added the dimension of true biblical prophecy and the Hebrew scriptures and changed forever the dynamic of this group of men down to the wise men at the time of the birth of Christ. But the king said to them, verse 3, I've had a dream and my spirit is anxious to know the dream. And they said, verse 
for tell your servants the dream and we will give the interpretation. That seems reasonable, doesn't it? And the king said, oh, no. You tell me the dream and the interpretation, and I'll know by your telling the dream that I can trust your interpretation. Now, that's a novel approach, isn't it? And uh, they answered again, verse 7, and said, let the king tell his servants the dream and we will give its interpretation. Well, once you have the dream, you can sort of make up an interpretation, perhaps, can't you? And so, verse 8, the king answered and said, I know for certain that you would gain time because you see that my decision is firm. And he's not exaggerating in verse 9, friends. This is not hyperbole. He says, if you do not make known the dream to me, there is only one decree for you, for you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words before me till the time has changed. Therefore, tell me the dream, and I shall know that you can give me its interpretation. And when they, when they uh, furthermore resist this as being unfair in verse 10, and by the way, they sort of spill the beans, don't they? There's not a man on earth who can tell the king's matter. There's no supernatural revelation outside of the one true God and the methods that he has given for revealing his word to men. And so verse 12, the king was very angry and, and very furious and gave the command to destroy all the wise men. Um, he was going to absolutely, uh, we missed the end of verse 5, I'm sorry, where he threatens them with this. He says, if you, if you don't give me the dream and its interpretation, you shall be cut in pieces and your houses shall be made an ash heap. Okay, and again, that's the part that's not hyperbole. If you look at 2 Kings 25 and Jeremiah 29, you could see he really meant what he's saying. And someone said, once you cut me in pieces, you can have the house, right? But I'll cut you in pieces and make your house an ash heap. And uh, first, so we're back in verse 12. For this reason, the king was angry and very furious and gave the command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree went out and they began killing the wise men and they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. Now we saw something similar in the life of Nehemiah the last time I was together to speak to you. And we remember James chapter one, verse five, if any of you lack wisdom, let him panic, right? Let him compromise, let him improvise. No, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. And Daniel, verse 14 here, First of all, with counsel and wisdom, notice that, with counsel and wisdom, he answered Arioch, the captain, the king's guard who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. I wonder if you or I would have that kind of composure in that kind of circumstance. Psalm 112, verse 7 through 8 describes the righteous man. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. So Daniel, with counsel and wisdom, answered Arioch, and he asked for more time. He went in 
uh, to the and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation. And then Daniel went to his house, verse 17, and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven, crying out in a crisis, praying under pressure, mercies from the God of heaven, a phrase used five times just in this one chapter of Daniel 2 concerning this secret so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. And we'll close with his wonderful refrain that he offered back to God in praise. Daniel answered and said, blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might, and have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. So I guess if we were to take away two major points from this short lesson this morning, it would be one, first of all, be ready always to give an answer. No matter how extreme the circumstances, the expectation is that we, like Daniel, would respond with counsel and wisdom, knowing that our next move is to go immediately into the presence of the Lord God and ask for wisdom we don't have to deal with a circumstance we've never faced before. Crying out in a crisis and praying under pressure. Thank you for your good attention and for allowing me this privilege of speaking with you today. God bless you and may the Lord bless us as we go to this time of prayer. Thank you so much.